Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I promised that today we were going to talk about employee retention. Last week, we looked at workplace trends for 2023. And one of the ones that I think is really worth talking about in a little more detail is employee retention. We have all been struggling since the pandemic to recruit good employees and to keep them. In many ways, what has gone on in the world has made that pretty challenging, right? So when you have an employee who feels like their life has become suddenly much more um, sort of out of balance and they're worried about their health and they're worried about the world, they have decided they want to go on a van trip across the country. It's going to be hard for us um, to compete with that as an employer. But we have most employees not taking a van trip across the country, right? Most employees are saying, look, I do care about my health. I do think that COVID has brought some important things into perspective for me in terms of what's important to me as a human being, spending more time with my family, making sure that I have creative outlets, those sorts of things. But I'm not going to quit my job. At least I need to work. So if I quit my job, I want to go find a better one, right? So it is very important when these kinds of dynamics are out there that we focus on keeping our really good employees, the ones who are doing a great job. Now, let me say straight up, none of us are perfect. I'm working on our evaluations uh, for our team right now. And, you know, it's amazing to me how great our team is. Like we've got these people who do amazing things. And when I try to give feedback for how could you improve? What's an opportunity area? Sometimes I really have to scratch my head to try to come up with something. But I spend the whole time thinking about what I could do better, right? Because when you're in a leadership role, you realize, as many of you know, wait a minute, I'm holding the bag here. I'm the one who's supposed to be trying to make this the best place I can. And I'm certainly far from perfect. So as I'm writing evaluations and thinking about performance and thinking about goals for this year and trying to put together what our strategies are, it always comes back to me, right? What can I do to do a better job? And I think retention is something that our firm actually does pretty well. We, we have a lot of employees who have worked with us for a very long time. And part of that, I think, is we pay well and we give good benefits and we have a good culture. But it's, it's still busy. People feel like their hair's on fire. I think if you got people confidentially where they thought I wouldn't hear them, they might say, well, things could be a little more organized or um, Jen has a lot of energy. That's hard to deal with sometimes. Totally get all of that. How do we keep people? when we do have these dynamics, right? How do we have people who've worked with us for 10 years, more than 10 years? We have another employee this year who's coming up on our 10 year anniversary. And for the staff, we give them a trip when they reach their 10 year anniversary. And it's, this will be our third employee who has reached their 10 years. And it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I think that's part of our, success is that we actually care about these people and we think about them and we want to reward them. I also think that 
even though the law firms are just generally stressful environments, we all care about each other, right? We're, we're lucky. We have a small group, relatively small, under 20 people, and we, we care about what happens to each other. We check in on each other. Not, not by the way, there are always some big happy family. There, there's always some drama going on. There's always some conflict. There's always something happening behind the scenes. But one of the things that I think Ronnie, our firm administrator, does really well is she focuses on how to keep people for the long term when we're interviewing them. So in other words, she doesn't rush to judgment in the interview and say, okay, they'll fit a a niche that we have right now and they will uh, be able to help us right now. I'm not going to worry too much about what happens down the road. She thinks long term and, you know, I do too. So when we have staff and lawyers who we're interviewing, we, we're always thinking about, well, how would they fit in the big picture? We don't want to hire someone for just a year. Now, obviously, there's no such thing as indentured servitude. We can't make somebody stay here, right? But we try to focus on the long term. We try to focus on how is this person going to grow with us? How are they going to fit with us? What opportunities will they have being with us? We're also transparent about performance expectations. Probably sometimes people might think overly transparent. I'm really direct about if you're a lawyer and you don't put your time in every day, we're going to have a problem because that's how I pay the bills. That's how we keep the lights on. It's by having people record their time if they're a, if they're a timekeeper. And I need to know what hours you're working. Why? Because if you don't record your time every day, studies show you will absolutely lose time because we're all so afraid of overbilling that we will underbill. So we're very transparent about what it means to come on time, right? If you're a staff person and you're interviewing with us, we say coming to work on time means you are in your chair ready to answer a telephone or type a letter at your start time. Not that you walk in at your start time, get your coffee, get your breakfast, go to the restroom, call your boyfriend, um, order a few things online, and then get started. We're, we're pretty direct about it. And like I said, some people might think we're overly transparent. We talk about it too much, but it's so helpful to be able to say to someone who's interviewed with us, look, we talked about this in the interview. We talked about what we needed in the interview, and this is what we need you to be doing. The other thing that we focus on that everyone needs to focus on is creating this positive, healthy work environment, right? And that is hard to do. I've really struggled with this lately because our jobs are hard. We have clients who need things, who um, are not calling us mostly to chit chat, right? Um, when, when you call your lawyer, you realize that meter is running. So you wanna get some advice, you wanna get it quick, you don't want a lot of small talk and you want to make sure that you're getting the right answer. That's a lot of stress. And it can be hard to have a healthy work environment when you're middle of all that. But today, for example, our um, Ronnie's birthday is um, coming up. And so today we're having a little celebration for her. And we brought a cake and we brought some cookies and Amber went to the store before she got here and got everything that we needed. It's a small thing, but it's going to give us a minute to sit in the conference room, even though a lot of people are working home today or they're off this week, but it's going to give us a chance to 
connect with each other. And I think that's the, the positive vibe that we need in a workplace. Doesn't mean we don't lose our patience. Doesn't mean there aren't frustrations. Doesn't mean we couldn't do things better. All of those things are absolutely um, the case. You know, we, we could do things better. We do need to make sure that we're minimizing frustrations and um, drama. But if we're all on board about how important it is to have a positive environment, it's a lot easier to do. When we hire people, we tell them, look, we, you know, we've got it pretty good right now. People get along well. We, we work together well. We don't want someone to come in here and muck that up. So tell us how you work with people. Tell us how you handle conflict. Tell us what you do when you feel like you're being left out or you're um, not getting a fair shake. How do you address those situations? And then the final thing that is really important when we're talking about retention, and we see this with our clients all the time, is holding leadership accountable. So maybe you're in an organization where you have employee satisfaction surveys or where you ask for feedback. You know, you tell folks, look, once a year we want to sit down and we want you to review us as leaders. Whatever your system is, whatever your your um, program might be for gathering that data. There has to be a level of accountability. And this comes up in everything we talk about with workplace law, right? Whether it's equal employment opportunity, wage hour compliance, the new privacy laws, whatever it is, we have to create a situation where employees know that we are going to hold people accountable, right? It doesn't do any good to tell leaders to create a positive environment if we don't do anything when they fail to meet that expectation. So accountability is critical. And it's it's interesting to me, you know, as we're talking about it now, it's not just leadership accountability, but it's accountability for everyone. You know, what do you bring into the office every day? How do you make sure that the value you bring is, is positive energy, right? And, it, and it, it once again, it doesn't mean you won't have a hard day. It doesn't mean there won't be some challenges during the day. But how do you look at the world? Are you a person who looks at the glass half full or half empty? Because the people I want here look at it half full, right? That, that's, where, that's the starting point I need for everybody, that, that we're in a situation where we are looking at the world from the most positive place we can, that we're thinking about our coworkers, that we're taking a minute to, to really evaluate what we're asking someone to do. I mean, one of the things that I think is so interesting, when I was a secretary before I went to law school, I always laughed when my leaders would come in and say, oh, Jen, I, do, I have this, you know, let's have a meeting about things we're going to do for marketing. We'd have an hour-long meeting we would come up with 30 things that I was going to do on marketing that could take me three months, right? All that came out of an hour-long meeting. And I would have to ask, what are the priorities? And I had one guy who would tell me every time, there are no priorities. Just get it all done. I can't, right? I mean, that's just physically not possible. So what is the priority? Where do you want me to start? And obviously, as we work together longer, we start being able to identify priorities for ourselves a little bit better, but that's part of leadership accountability. Realizing that when you're giving someone an assignment, it may take you 1 of the time to give it than it's gonna take for them to do it. 
and having some appreciation. I love that movie, The Devil Wears Prada. And, you know, Meryl Streep's character is just so great. But how she just sort of, you know, says, get it done, right? It just needs to happen. Make it happen. Well, there are some things you can make happen and some things you can't, right? I mean, there is a there's a limit as to what we can necessarily do. So that accountability is important for everyone, but it does need to start at the top. Some of you have probably heard me say before that the fish rots from the head down. If we don't get it right at the top of the organization, we are never going to get it right anywhere else. And if our goal is retention, if our goal is to keep our best and our brightest and our most engaged and our most committed and our most dedicated employees, we've got to think about their long-term success. We've got to think about not only what they can do for us, but what we can do for them. We've got to think about what we expect from them and communicate those expectations, not just expect them to read our minds. Do everything we can to create that positive, healthy work environment. And it often requires just asking a question. We have a training room where people haven't come for a couple of years because nobody wants to do in-person training. So I said, well, let's have yoga at lunch. They all looked at me like I was crazy. We don't want to have yoga at lunch. Oh, all right. Well, it was an idea. I thought it might be something fun. We won't do it, right? I can take my mat in there and pull on a video and I could do yoga at lunch. But rather than setting up yoga at lunch, I've learned from past mistakes. I just asked the question, would this be something that you would be interested in? Answer, not really. Okay, then let's do something else. In fact, that reminds me, I want a ping pong table. So I got to get that. I got to get Amazon on that. Um, so, you know, that positive environment comes from talking to each other and asking and being able to be transparent and forthright. And then that accountability is critical. Making sure that from that the top of the organization and all the way throughout that we are focused on what is right, we are doing our best, we are treating people respectfully and appropriately, and we are creating an environment where even though people have to work, they choose to work with us. That's, that is what we're all hoping for. As a leader, nothing makes me happier than seeing one of our staff get to their 10th year anniversary and knowing they've been here for 10 years. They've chosen with all these other opportunities that are available, they've chosen to be here. That means a lot to me. And it's something that, that keeps me motivated and keeps me focused on trying to do what is right for, for everyone in this organization. So recruitment, critical, retention, even more important folks. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, we will talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.